I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and First Nation people of the land on which this podcast has been recorded. For me in Melbourne, Nam, Australia, it's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and communities and pay my respect to their culture, elders, past, present and emerging. Hey gorgeous, are you ready to turn on the light switch of your soul and live an authentic, radiant and unapologetically pleasure-filled life? I'm Penny Vandersloos, I empower women like you in their midlife who are struggling to love their body and prioritise pleasure, play and passion and invite them to discover their powerful, untapped, sensual, sexual and feminine energy so that they can feel confident, free and in love with their body and life. I'm a pleasure activist and adventurer, feminine empowerment coach and conscious creative and connector, a wife, a mother of two teens and host of this podcast, Turned On, Wild, Free and Sexy in Your Midlife. I'm delighted to be joined here today by Virio Carvenen, who is a pleasure coach, an expert in sacred femininity and sexuality. Since 2008, she's been empowering women to dissolve shame, transform anxiety, love their bodies, prevent depression, and reclaim their feminine power so that they can elevate and be the best version of themselves in all areas of their lives. Virio is on a mission to educate women and their families about what they don't even know, they don't know about their female anatomy, sexuality so that they can embrace their birthright to pleasure, divorce proof their relationships and live more fulfilling ecstatic lives every day. Welcome Virio. Mm, Thank you so much Penny. We're going to be talking about sexual health matters. Let's start with how is sexual health a turn-on for you? Mm, Great question. You know I think because most of my first several decades of my life, I would say I was kind of part of the living dead. I was disconnected from my body and more just living outside of my body or in my head. Um, And then when I started to really come into my body and be more in touch with my sexuality and my femininity and first just my body um, through Kundalini dance was kind of the first doorway. At some point I decided, you know what, I I don't want to be part of the living dead anymore. I want to be fully awakened, ecstatic, multi-orgasmic. And that was really quite a conscious decision when I decided that I was going to really listen to my body and move towards turn on and pleasure on a daily basis in all areas of my life. So cool. And I really hear in your answer what we don't know. So I think a lot of us have been living lives or are continuing to live a life that is dead or it isn't fully alive and ecstatic and orgasmic. And it's because we don't even know what's out there. We don't even know that it's a possibility for us. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would say the masses, the masses don't know that's been my experience for myself and the women that I'm blessed to work with. Yeah. How do we give it to people when they don't know that this is of interest to them? How do we start to make your sexual health matter? Yeah, I think I think a big piece is to, especially as women age, we have this cultural belief that somehow we're supposed to become non-sexual as we age. But the truth is that for women, as we age past menopause and and actually, as we move through menopause, menopause is not actually meant to be with so many symptoms that so many women are experiencing. So I think part of it is to say that the suffering that is going on as a woman in your menstrual cycle or menopause, first of all, it doesn't actually need to be that way. So that's kind of the first segue. So my experience has been the women that I've been blessed to work with. For example, Shelly, she was menstruating six days a week. She was bleeding and lots of PMS, lots of mood changes and, and body pain. And she started working with me in our pleasure program. And she started her menstrual cycle with doing a lot of the practices, actually went down to three days and she had less PMS and less pain and, and more pleasure. And then another woman, Rebecca, and a couple other women who were in there are in menopause, myself included, stopped having the hot flashes because we actually don't need to have all that. If we're actually plugged into our bodies and nourishing our vital organs, that's the big piece that I didn't even know I didn't know uh, when I went to Thailand in 2017 to study sacred sexuality and sex sacred femininity. I didn't realize that my sexual health actually contributes for each of us to our health of our vital organs. So our spleen, pancreas, stomach, heart, lungs, master glands in our brain, our kidneys, like all of our vital organs are actually impacted by our sexual health. So it's not this extra thing like dessert that we're lucky if we get to have it, or it's not important. It actually is so vital and so important. And we've been, I think because of culture and religion, it's been, it's been shamed out of us to actually connect to our feminine and connect to our bodies and connect to our sexuality and 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 believe that it's important first of all and then that we actually deserve that to have this vitality i'm so glad you mentioned that sex for some people is a dessert or an indulgence or something that you perhaps shouldn't have and instead you've really highlighted that no this is a this is a main course really important part of your nourishment of your body. And then I also love that you mentioned that our health in our menstrual cycle and going through menopause, all these symptoms and things that we think are wrong with the human, the human body are actually messages for us to listen to our body. And then when we start to do that, they vanish or they start to line up perfectly and support us instead of being this trouble. So People listening, if you're really struggling with something to do with either your menstrual cycle or menopause, that maybe your body's telling you something. And through listening to it and getting curious and wondering, hang on, maybe something's not wrong and I need to, to seek support to band-aid it and just get rid of it. It's instead like this beautiful warning sign saying, hello, can you please listen? Get curious. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we live in a, 
uh, I don't call it a healthcare system. We live in a, a sickness industry where the pharmaceuticals actually benefit if we have menstrual symptoms, menopause problems. There's all kinds of, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals you can take. And if we actually start to really tune into our bodies, and I'm not saying we never need pharmaceuticals. I'm just saying that most of the time, if we actually, like you said, tune into what our body is literally screaming at us, we actually tune in, we can dissolve a lot of those so-called symptoms because the body is just trying to communicate with us that it has a need. It's like, hello, <laughs> pay attention here. And then the beautiful thing is when we actually listen to our feminine body and listen to what it's asking for or pay attention and wonder and be curious, then pleasure and sexuality actually becomes a fuel for our vitality. It becomes a fuel for energy in all areas of our lives. And it also becomes a fuel, not only physically, but it actually is a fuel for us mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I have for myself and countless women that I've worked with, every single woman, myself included, as they've deepen their connection with their femininity, with their sexuality, with their body to listen to the messages it's telling. And when they start to have more pleasure, less suffering, more orgasm, they actually become more confident, mm -hmm. happier, more joyous, right? And that just ripples out. And then the possibilities become so infinite. Oh, I'm, I'm one of those. I totally relate to that. And I see it in the women I work with too. So I guess we need to go back to what is it that's stopping us? What is it that's stopping women from accessing this kind of either understanding or why are we not knowing? And you and I both know a lot of it is shame that this topic is heavily embroiled in shame and embarrassment and misinformation or no information really what is it that people can be doing or how, how do we start to as individuals let go of that shame and feel like I can actually do this because I'm totally worth it my health is worth it and that as we're pointing out here it's going to be a no drug answer to some of the things that we are dealing with as women in life as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What my experience has been is absolutely it's shame. It's shame, either shame about our bodies, shame, talking about sex, shame, asking for what we want, shame, even just being an expressive, sexually expressive feminine woman expressing our sexuality. Um, and so one of the tools that I'm super, super passionate about that I'm grateful that I learned Around the same time I was introduced to sacred sexuality and sacred feminine and became a facilitator there, I was introduced to belief repatterning. And it's founded by my coach, teacher, mentor, and friend, Suze Casey. She's from Alberta, Canada, just outside of Calgary. And that one tool is a it's a seven-step system that basically trains your subconscious mind to go from draining beliefs and draining um, emotions, not that they're bad. So fear, anger, sadness, shame, guilt, all of those things just give us an opportunity to point towards what we would rather have. So something more uplifting, like sexuality as natural, sexuality as sacred, our bodies as natural and to be loved and accepted. And my experience has been, and the more I understand how the brain works, is that when we have these triggers 
that trigger that shame is it basically takes us back to when we were in utero to seven years old, which is when the beliefs were developed. So, and, and you know, probably some of them come from our grandmother and great grandmother and great great grandmother, right? Ancestrally. So it's an opportunity to transform what's no longer serving so that you can show up as your best self. And, you know, no fault to any of us either, because 90% of the time we're actually being run by our subconscious mind, which is not a bad thing. It means that we don't have to learn how to turn on our computer, use our phone, tie our shoes, drive our car every single time. We don't have to relearn it. But the problem is when we have these beliefs that tell us we're not good enough, our body's ugly, we don't deserve pleasure, it's, our, our bodies are shameful, it's shameful to make sound while I'm making love. All of those messages come either culturally or with our family in our subconscious. So it's an opportunity to uncover some of those and to transform those limiting beliefs so that um, we can embrace our sexuality and our bodies as beautiful and sacred and natural mm. thank you for highlighting that we've got these these programs we are almost like a little computer aren't we and there's these systems running in the background that we don't notice are uh, making choices for us and determining what we listen to and hear and what we respond to and things like that so yes when we start to get interested and notice what the program is, which is what you're doing with your belief programs. Um, you, you can maybe go, oh, hang on, this one needs a little tweak. I need to, to realise that even when I was two or three or four or whenever, that may not have served, or it's not serving me anymore. It might have served me at the time when I, that little person made that decision and, and formed that belief. So how, how can women who are listening start to perhaps discover what those passions are and beliefs are can we give them something now that they can take away or is it something they have to really you know go and work with you <laughs> to discover no I can I can absolutely give them a taste of um, I think based on you and I both know that I think it's pretty common like it's been like 99 percent of the women that I've been blessed to work with there's some form of shame so it's either body shame or shame around sexuality, or shame about talking about sex, because it still is such a taboo subject. So we could sort of think of a woman who's maybe listening right now that is maybe struggling with, with shame around body, body image and sexuality. And I can walk you through the seven steps of belief repattering. What we do need is those who are listening is you will want to have water. Because in order to build a new neural pathway in the, in the brain, we need water for hydration. We need oxygen. So we're going to be breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth because that gives the most oxygen to the brain. And then afterwards, don't go for carbs or sugar, go for some protein or something that really feeds your brain. So those are the three things we need to, to build a new neuropathy. And then I, and then practice, you're, you're going to want to practice the new belief that will come up. So at the end, I'll give a suggestion of a practice and, you know, if you were working with me one-on-one, -on -one, I would actually use kinesiology and muscle test either using my body vicariously to, to muscle test. Or if we were in person, I would check with the person individually to see, you know, which word specifically would support them. And then I would also check how long would it be supportive for them to practice. And usually it's like around 10 days or 15 days. It's usually not more than that. 
one, two, three times a day. So we can kind of play with that. And it, it will at least give those of you who are listening, it'll give you a taste of what this tool can do for you. And then if you want more, I know that you will let them know Penny where to find me. So yeah, I can give them, give them an experience of what that might feel like. Awesome. And I think it's an example of how your sexual, you know, you can actually be impacting your body and your health and your vitality and your life force energy through tools and techniques like that. So there are, you're not helpless in any way. And it's not, we, we really wanted to make sure that you leave this conversation knowing that regardless of your age and regardless of your relationship status and your previous experience with your sexuality and sensuality that you can have what you desire. You can seek it out and, and find ways. There's all sorts of ways to heal and there's all sorts of ways to uncover what it might be stopping you. So I'm excited. Thank you. My pleasure. So let's start with the first. So the first step in belief or patterning is forgiveness. So if you're willing, Penny, to be our demo, then yes. what I would like you to sort of imagine maybe where you were 10 years ago or when you first started doing this work and my sense is just from our conversations, you know, that you probably had like the rest of us, myself included, body shame and shame around sexuality. Is that something we can? Yeah, we can sure. Yeah, with? I would definitely relate to feeling embarrassed that I wanted and enjoyed sex. And I was embarrassed to share that with people. And I felt like maybe I'm the only one. I felt alone. Yeah. So if nothing else, those of you who are listening, that you realize you're you're not alone, that almost every woman that I've had contact with has some form of shame or embarrassment around her body. And certainly most women do not like all of their body parts. And there's a struggle with that. I mean, we live in a Western world, uh, wherever you live, but I know in the Western world, we are inundated with stuff on a daily basis that tells us our bodies are too big, too small, too this, too that. We need to lift this up, push this in. And just one side note that's just coming through is I was shocked recently to learn in a lot of the research I do around sexuality that we have still so many women now in this day and age that are actually going and having surgery, you know, either with their breasts or having surgery with their, their vulva, their female genitals, because their female genitals don't look like what they've seen maybe in porn or other things. So they think there's something actually wrong with them. And that's really disturbing to me. So I think if we can, each of us embrace our own body image and our own body and come to love all of our body parts, including our beautiful female genitals in, in Sanskrit, the, the word that I've embraced for my female genitals is yoni. And it means sacred passage, cave of wonder. Because I think a lot of us, a lot of the words for our female genitals are loaded with shame or negative energy, or it doesn't feel really good to use that word. So I think if we moved away from that shame and embarrassment, whether it's around sexuality or our body part, and then we could move towards what I'm getting is just natural and healthy. It's actually just natural and healthy to embrace our bodies and embrace pleasure and have a healthy sexuality. So what I'm going to have you do and everybody listening, Penny, is basically say the statement out loud, breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth, and I'll give you the statement. And if your mind says, yeah, but, or BS, 
then I need you, Penny, on behalf of all women to say, actually, my mind says this or my mind says that. So it's never about forcing anything, forcing you to believe something you don't believe. What we want to do is actually bring the mind, the body and the soul into harmony because the, the mind has basically the mind's job is to keep you alive. That's it's been doing its job. So when we can bring our soul into guiding us and bring harmony there, then we can calm the mind and go, it's okay. Yes, you survived as a child because you were quiet or silent because of that shame, but now it doesn't serve you as an adult. So now we get to have the soul nurse and support and nourish the body and the mind so that we can start to move towards it being healthy. So let's start with the first statement, which is I forgive myself for believing I need to hang on to that shame and that embarrassment around my body and sexuality. So I forgive myself for the need to hang on to the shame and embarrassment for my body. And then breathe that in. Yeah. And it's really about believing that, that we need to keep believing that and it's no longer true. Doesn't serve us anymore. And we could add, it doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't as an adult woman. It feels a bit like I'm talking to a little person inside of myself and saying, don't worry, it's okay. Even if you made some choice then, it's okay. It's not now. That was then. Feels quite exactly supportive. And like, even if I start to think things, you go, but that was then and this is now. So they're separate. Yeah. Beautiful. And let's actually add that as a statement. So I forgive myself for believing the way the way things were in the past is the way they need to be now. I forgive myself for believing that the way things were in the past are the way things need to be now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the way they need to be now. Yeah. And then again, breathing them in through the nose and out through the mouth. And how's that feeling and landing in your body? Yeah, it's again like it feels like I'm talking to my younger self and saying that's okay that was then this is now so let's move on to the next step which is permission so I give myself permission to dissolve that shame and embarrassment and move towards embracing my sexuality and my body as healthy and natural so I'll break that up for you I give myself permission to dissolve that embarrassment and shame I give myself permission to dissolve that embarrassment and shame. Breathe it in. And I give myself permission to embrace my sexuality and my body as natural and healthy. And I give myself permission to embrace my Mm -hmm. sexuality and sensuality. As natural and healthy as natural and healthy and then breathe in through the nose out through the mouth and if you had water I'd invite you to drink and I did not bring mine right here but I did have water just before the call so those of you who are listening I really invite you to grab some water so you make sure that uh, your brain is hydrated to build the new neural pathway that we're building right now and how's that feeling in your body and how's that landing Yeah, I think I do seek affirmation from somewhere. And so this feels, again, a bit safe or reassuring 
okay, I've been given permission. This is a safe place to now explore. Beautiful. Breathe that in. So the next step in belief or patterning is choice. And most modalities that are out there, and I've worked with lots of them, most of them stop at choice. And we actually have four more steps. <laughs> so I'm going to have you hold out your right hand and I'm going to give you both of them and then I'll break them up. So we're going to hold out our right hand, which is the past. So I can choose to hang on to that embarrassment and that shame around my sexuality, but I don't really like it. It stops me from having pleasure in my life, something like that. Or in your left hand, I can choose to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy. I'd rather choose that. I can't do both of those. So I choose to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy. So in your right hand, I can choose to hang on to that shame and embarrassment. I can choose to hang on to that shame and embarrassment. I don't really like it anymore. <laughs> but I don't really like that anymore. Or I can choose to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy. Or I can choose to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy. And I can't do both of those. So we're going to tap our hands. So we're breaking up the neuropathways. And then which one would you like to choose? I choose healthy, vibrant, <laughs> and embracing my sexuality breathe that in and so with my background in kundalini dance i'm kundalini dance i'm guided to also say a statement like in the places in my body and you could like scan your body and comb your body energetically and touch it just to move that energy so in the places in my body where i've held that shame and embarrassment i give it to Mother Earth and to source to be transformed. In the places of my body where I held shame and embarrassment, I choose to release them and let them go into Mother Earth and be free of those. Yeah, and then let Mother Earth transform them to natural and healthy. Yes, she's going to transform them to natural and healthy. Excellent. And how's that feel? It feels like I want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love it. I love that. So the next step in believer patterning is freedom. Freedom is when you get to try it on, you practice it. And if you were going to do a marathon today, I would say get a new pair of running shoes, take a, a walk around the block. I wouldn't have you do 10K today. So same thing with this. We don't want to pick something that maybe we struggle with around our body and sexuality. You want to pick something easy. You're going to do it anyway. And when you do it, you can feel like you're natural and healthy. And if you want to relate it to your body or your sexuality and femininity in a way that's easy for you, then perfect. So it could be as simple as, you know, I am free to embrace my sexuality and my body as natural and healthy when I have a shower and I nourish my body with a shower or I put some body lotion or something on my body or special oils and I anoint my body and I just give myself a hug. So simple things that you're going to do anyway. So what's something 
you might do later, Penny. And when you do it, you can feel like you're embracing your body and your sexuality as natural and healthy. Mm. I do like the shower one, but I'm trying to think of something a bit different that maybe it's when I put my clothes on, I'm going to choose clothes that make me feel sensual and sexy the fabrics that my body feels comfortable and nourished in like they're soft or they feel good on my skin and potentially the prints or the style makes me feel sexy and sensual beautiful so let's put that into a freedom statement and those of you who are listening you can plug it in with the shower or your clothes as well, something very similar. So I am free to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy and sensual when I choose what clothes to put on that feel sensual and feel good on my body and that I I look beautiful in, something like that. So I am free to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy when? I'm free to embrace... My sexual health is natural and healthy when I put on clothes, adorn myself in jewellery and get ready in the morning. Beautiful. Breathe that in. And how does that feel? Does that feel like that's easy and that's possible? Yeah, and it feels a bit fun and freeing. Yeah, there's a there's choice in there. I had it's not like I have to do this, but there's some fun and opportunity and creativity in that. Beautiful. So when you do that, just play with it and notice like, yeah, as you're getting dressed, I am embracing my body as sensual. And this is natural that I feel sexy and just all of that, like just really press it in because, you know, as women, myself included, we have probably for decades, we have beat ourselves up and our self-talk is you look ugly in that, or that's not nice, or what's that on your face, or your hair doesn't look good. We have this critic in our mind that just says negative, hurtful things to us often. And so now my invitation would be, let's exaggerate that kind, (laughs) kind inner coach, I would call and let her say kind things we say kind things to ourselves like wow you look beautiful in that oh I love how I love how that fabric feels on my body that makes my body feel great and if feeling you're beautiful is too far of a stretch then you can just like I'm grateful to my feet that I can stand and walk and they're strong and they let me dance and I have eyes to see like you can just kind of the basic needs you can go to just grateful because you know not everybody does have all body parts and eyes to see and ears to hear. So if you're listening to this, obviously you have ears to hear. So it could be like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have ears to hear and I can adorn them with my earrings if you wear earrings and and just embracing what's easy to embrace. So don't try and love a body part that you don't love yet. Embrace the ones you do. It might be your, your toe or your finger or your cheek or your nose or your shoulders or something. So just start with what's easy. So what's something that you could do tomorrow or the next day? And when you do it, Penny and all of you listening, you can embrace your body, your sexuality as natural and healthy. So in addition to what I could dress. Yeah, exactly. We're going to pick another thing that you could practice it. It could be like 
you know, making a really nice dinner. It could be going for a walk and knowing that that is natural and healthy to take care of your body and to nourish it. It, um, it could be as simple as drinking a glass of water and saying, yeah, this is nourishing my sexual life force energy, which is life, right? It's energy. That's what it's all of us, the whole planet that is vibrant and alive and energy that is sexual life force energy. That's natural to have this aliveness. Um, so yeah, what's something you're going to do tomorrow anyway, or later today. And when you do it, you can feel like you're embracing your body and your sexuality as natural and healthy. Also put on music. So maybe it was to choose a song that feels a bit sexy or energizing and awakening in some way. And to just allow that kind of message to really seep into my body and so an example is this is me from the greatest showman soundtrack or something like that I know I've shared with women but it definitely has this empowering message but it also then if my body chooses to move or maybe I'll hold my body parts like a belly or my heart or you know give myself a hug maybe dance I don't know I'll see what comes through Beautiful. Well, let's pick one of them. Let's go with, you know, I am free to embrace my body and sexuality as natural and healthy. When I dance to the song, this is me. And I, I, I feel grateful to be alive. And whatever song, those of you who are listening, if that song doesn't resonate, you can pick another song. So I am free to embrace my sexuality as natural and healthy when I I'm free to embrace my sexuality and sensuality as natural and healthy when I dance and move to music, including This Is Me. Beautiful. Breathe that in. Hmm. Awesome. So the next step in belief or pattern is affirmation. And I don't know if you're like me, probably those of you listening and maybe Penny, you can relate, but I have done affirmations ad nauseum. For example, if I say I am a multimillionaire, what is my mind going to say to me right away? Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's going to say, yes, no, you're not right now. But if I say I am increasing my prosperity, my mind will go, oh, yeah. Even if I earn one more dollar today or find some money or have some gift given to me, or I look at the prosperity around me, or then it's like, oh yeah, I can agree. So my my mind can agree with that. So with affirmation, with belief or patterning, what you want to do is find a moment in the past. So we're linking the current moment and tying it in the brain. It's like, we're going to connect those file folders in the brain and the neural pathway. So we want to remember a time in your life where you did actually embrace your body and your sexuality as natural and as healthy. And for example, for myself, I do know what it feels like. I remember, I remember embracing my body and my sexuality is natural and, and healthy. You know, it happened day before yesterday when I gifted myself a breast massage and put coconut oil on my, my body and just caressed it in and actually massaged my whole body and just was grateful that I have this beautiful body that I can dance and move and 
move through my life with. So when is a time in your life? And those of you listening, you can remember a moment as well. When is a time in your life, Penny, where you did embrace your body or your sexuality as natural and healthy? Oh, I, I do it quite regularly now, but I'm trying to think when I was earlier. I do remember swimming when I'm swimming or in the water. And when I was younger, I was free to move how I liked and float and jump and be happy in my body. I really felt alive and not judged. I was really present. So I think when I was swimming would be an example. Yeah. Beautiful. So with affirmation, we want to be really super specific. So we're going to see if we can find an actual moment. So it might've been when you were at such and such a lake. So we're going to name the lake or the ocean where you were and, you know, approximate age when you were or a time period so that it's like you're finding a real moment in history because otherwise what happens is if you say like, I always did that or whenever I went swimming, the mind will look for the exception. It'll go, oh, but you know what? In 2021, when you went to such and such, you weren't actually enjoying it at that moment. So you want to find one where the mind cannot argue where you go, oh yeah, at that moment when I went swimming in that lake or that ocean, I was floating and I just, I felt so connected to my body. I felt so connected to that, which is natural with my body and it was pleasurable and it was sensual. So when, what? I can remember being on a beach on the bay in not far from Melbourne in Portsea where my grandfather used to have a house and I'd play on the the front beach and be in like my crochet (laughs) bikini and they weren't covering much and I didn't care and I would run around on the beach So I definitely remember frolicking in the shallows, lying on my back with the sun and, yeah, not not caring what anyone thought, which would have been my biggest judgment on my body. Like what do people think of what I'm wearing or what I'm looking like or what my bum (laughs) is doing or whatever. So in that moment, zero caring about anyone what anyone thought of me beautiful yeah and how old would you have been approximately at that time oh probably three or four young beautiful (laughs) yeah so we're going to put that into a statement and those of you listening find your own moment where and it, it may be in childhood it could be yesterday it could be in the shower it could be any moment where you just felt like you embraced your body as natural and healthy and you loved your body in some way. So I'm going to word that for you, Penny, and I'll let our listeners find their own example. So I do know what it feels like to embrace my body and sexuality as natural and healthy. It happened when I was on that front beach on on the bay by Melbourne and I was wearing the crocheted bikini and I had no care in the world and I just was floating and playing and was fine with what I was wearing and with my body something like that so I do know what it feels like I do know what it feels like to embrace and love my body my sexual body because when I was three and I was on the front beach at Portsea, swimming in my crochet bikini, I was carefree and didn't consider what anyone might have thought of my body. I loved my body and I loved being in the water. 
Beautiful. Breathe it in. Nice. Mm, did you feel how it was so much deeper when you picked a real moment? Like you literally, your energy was vibrating more like that you were exuding pleasure when you talked about it rather than when you just said, oh yeah, I've done it when I was swimming. As soon as you picked a real moment, the energy was so magnified and amplified so there's the power when you pick a real moment because now the mind cannot argue it's like I did feel that that day that was true and now we tie that into the new belief which is I am embracing I'm increasing embracing yeah and then it becomes supportive of the new belief that we're moving towards today so beautiful how's the the body feeling accepting all of this yeah, she, I definitely can notice because this is work I've obviously been through a lot myself, but I can see how simple that rewiring has been even today to, to really see, yes, an example, very powerful to have that as a, a signpost or a comparison. I can go, look, it was there and that's that feeling. I that's me. I'm that person. Why wouldn't it be available to me now? Beautiful. Breathe that in. So there's actually two more steps in belief for patterning. So it really gets it solid, like a solid foundation. And those of you who are listening, if you were working with me and you had your mind come up with something contrary or remembering a moment in the past where it wasn't so, then we would, it's, it's not such a linear steps that are not necessarily linear sometimes it's more of a spiral we might need to go back to forgiveness or back to this one if something came up so in a one-on-one -on -one session it would be way more um, fine-tuned but we wanted here today to pick around shame around sexuality because it's just such a common thing I think for all women so the next step in belief or patterning is called surrender and surrender is when we soften and we allow and we embrace what is true. We want to make sure it's true. So if I say I embrace my sexuality as healthy and natural, but my mind is like, well, you don't always, then it's not going to land. So what I find is really good is to say I'm increasing. I'm increasing embracing my sexuality as natural and healthy. So try um, that one on. I'm increasing embracing my sexuality is healthy and normal and natural and natural. breathe that in through the nose out through the mouth and then gratitude we can actually sprinkle anywhere and today we're going to sprinkle it at the end gratitude would all will always shift you from kind of those draining emotions and move you towards what you'd rather have move you towards something uplifting so when we can be grateful for the contrast when we can be grateful for the things that maybe they were hurtful and caused us suffering they no longer have power over us so you know for me even some of my first sexual experiences were at 10 years old not by consent I I had my first sexual experience and I am grateful for that now because it helps me be a better coach. I know what it feels like to disassociate. And I've been able to take that manure, make compost and fertilizer, you know, lemonade out of lemons and have it nourish and grow something powerful, which is me being able to hold space for women so that they can have that sexual healing as well and not feel so alone. So let's do a gratitude. So I'm grateful for that shame or maybe even just awareness. I'm grateful for the awareness of that shame and embarrassment because 
it's pointing me towards embracing my sexuality as natural and healthy. So I'm grateful for grateful it. for that experience of shame and discomfort because it's now pointing me towards embracing my sexuality as healthy and natural. Yes, and that feels, how does that feel? It feels there's a lot of potential there because if I said I had it, it's like, well, I've reached it, there's nowhere to go. But when it's increasing, it's like, oh, I wonder where this is going to go now. So if I was listening and I was thinking, oh, well, that's a little baby step, for me, I'm feeling like, well, there's even more. There's an expansion there. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. So that was an example of the seven steps of belief for patterning. It is one of my most favorite tools that I use in our pleasure program and combined with pleasure practices so that we can, as women, embrace our birthright to pleasure and dissolve the beliefs that stop us so that we can live more fulfilling lives because the more we're tuned into pleasure, the more we give ourselves access to that. Like I said at the beginning, it's actually fuel for a more empowered, fulfilling life because it literally, it's the creative juice that then gives us ideas to do things and and the courage and the confidence to step forward and do the things that are divine intended for us to do because I believe each of us has a gift that we're here to to share with the world. And when we can plug into our pleasure as fuel, then and dissolve those beliefs, then we have the ability to share what we're here for on this planet and bring those gifts to others. So that was an example of the seven steps of belief repatterning. Amazing. Thank you for generously sharing it and giving us an example because as we did, we unpacked how powerful even subtle word choices and re considering our experiences in a different frame can be really powerful. So thank you. And if women listening are thinking, okay, I'm I'm starting to realize my sexual health does matter and it does have this impact on me and my vitality physically because of all the different organs that our body's interconnected and, and is not in silos, but equally what's available in terms of our vitality and energy and life force opportunities, how can they connect with you and reach you and potentially work with you? Yeah, the best way is to go to my website and it's Pleasure Coach and Vireo. Like after the bird, I'm actually named after the bird. So it's V-I-R-E-O. And I actually have a gift on there as well. So the actual template that I walked you through, Penny, and everybody listening You can go and find that on my website. Just scroll way to the bottom of the page. And I just put it on there at seven proven steps to release body shame and feel sexier. And I've got the steps written out with some space for writing. So if some, you know, thoughts came up or reflections came up, there's a space to write those as well. Um, And there's some other playful, exciting things on my website as well. One of them is uh, I started doing mostly kind of to support myself as we were navigating the last few years with that C word. (laughs) Um, I wanted to have playful ways of reaching people when a lot of people were in isolation. So I started a weekly, I call it weekly bite-sized pleasure moment. And I have videos that are one to two minutes. If they're PG, I'll warn you. So you're not listening at work or letting your kids listen. 
but they're basically just ways of having more joy, pleasure, ecstasy in your daily life. And they come out on Tantric Tuesday. So if you go to my website, you can sign up for those. You can unsubscribe at any time. But most of the women who uh, receive them said that they just are a nice kind of uplift in their week and give them something simple, a simple way of bringing more pleasure and joy to their lives. So bring it on. Tantric Tuesdays. I love it. And you've also got a book. So um, is that something they can find out about on your website or we'll leave a link in the show notes as well? Yeah. Um, we can leave a link in the show notes. It's on um, Amazon, but it, the book is called Divine Feminine Awakening. And my chapter is called Being Your Own Heroine and Living in Ecstasy. Uh, and then there's another book that I'm part of called From Shadows to Light, A Whole Human Approach to Mental Health. And that was kind of my own awakening back in 2016, where I share my journey of dissolving the shame. And I walk another way of being walked through the seven steps of belief or patterning and how I navigated and some of the other tools that helped me to navigate what was basically a complete breakdown at that time. And then the other book, the first one I mentioned, Divine Feminine Awakening, there's 16 amazing authors that share their stories of Divine Feminine Awakening on the planet. And in my story, I share five practices with you so that you can awaken your own divine feminine. So there's some great resources there. Obviously, Virgo would be worth following if you're curious about your sexual health and how you can live and embrace your sexuality in new, exciting ways. So thank you for sharing and being with us here today. So grateful. If you love this episode, please reach out to Virgo and myself and let us know and share it with anyone who may benefit from her wisdom and expertise i'm excited to hear how it'll ripple out into the world thank you mm, my pleasure thank you so much penny and thank you to all of those who are listening let's keep connected follow me on social media facebook or instagram at penny vandersloos or register for my emails or check me out on my website pennyvandersloos.com P-E-N-N-Y-V-A-N-D-E-R-S-L-U-Y-S.